trying to work and I keep thinking of World War III. I'm trying to talk to girls and I keep thinking of World War III. The goddamn six o'clock news makes sure I keep thinking of World War III. I got a mile of numbers and a ton of stats. My forehead's a billion Chinese and Smitty talking Schmidt. Another episode. You know the deal. Today I'm hyped. We got JJ Rogers. Let's get into it. Dude was one of the heaviest hitters at San Jose Skate Park when we would pull up in our car. I tell the story every time, but that fucker you could tell was in there from the car. You could hear the smack of his tail on the spine. It was either him or Wade. Today we're going to find out from JJ who had the louder smack. Here we go. Let's roll it. Let's go. I'm hyped. Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. Well, this is JJ Rogers, and you're watching and listening to Talking Schmidt. Holy cannoli. It's cool. Like tonight is the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big dogs in. Do we really want to be here? No, everything's changed. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. Talking Schmidt, dude. <laughs> you're going to come out different. Shit, <laughs> my pants. Love. The Rolodex is fucking deep. Holy shit. It's about the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy? He thinks he's tough shit. What's up? Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? Tell the skateboard police to come get me. What is happening? I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! All right, everybody, I'm fucking fired up for this interview. When I started doing this podcast till now, the next guest name has come up quite like quite regularly in conversation. Tim McKenney's out there just fucking hitting refresh, hoping that this fucking loads into his earphones. He's like, I need it. I need it. Fuck are they, dude? I need it. I need my talking Schmidt, man. Uh, this is an OG skater from NorCal, and you know that's how I like him. This kid is JJ Rogers. You got it? I think so. Hell yeah. How are you doing? Good. Yourself? I'm good, man. Hanging in there. We've been getting challenged by a lot of obstacles, but... uh. We're good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to do this. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. I just did toll and uh, not last night, but the night before I nice. got him, I got him on a good one out on his boat and he was just fired up saying all kinds of stories. There was a bunch. I didn't know. I was like, Oh man, I didn't know he invented the Jabassic park name yeah. for the snowboarding at Borealis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny. So good. <laughs> Yeah, he was on fire. 
I was going to tell you to ask him about songs. He knows the lyrics to every song. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so funny. But I forgot to, I was going to text you and I forgot to just, just throw something out at him, right? <laughs> yeah. Where are you at? Are you living in the East Bay? No, I'm living uh, actually up in the Sierra foothills in a little town called Pioneer. Pioneer. Is that by yeah. Sonora? Uh, north of Sonora, closer to Kirkwood. Up oh, shit, East. like up 80, uh, yeah. what's it yeah. called? Jackson, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice living up there, right? Yeah, it's real nice. <laughs> you got snow? I did, but it hasn't no water or nothing, you know, in over a month. But at the end of December, yeah, we got two feet. How did this whole thing start? When did you start? When did how did you get your first skateboard? How did you get involved with skateboarding? Like, what drew you to skateboarding for the very like when you're a kid? Did did you get it for a Christmas present? Did you see somebody doing it? How how did you get into it? From my dad. He, Your dad? He surfed, yeah, he surfed a lot. Ah. And, uh, he had he got me a, it was a, a Makaha, I think, in like what, about 76, I believe. He had okay. clay on it and stuff. But yeah, he, he would show me how to do stuff, you know, tic-tacking, doing, I couldn't do handstands or nothing, but mostly tic-tacking and stuff. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was just the start of it. Um, you know, I still rode bikes and stuff at the time. It was more just a toy. But I really liked it, you know. What took it to the next level? Like, when did you realize, oh, this is my deal? I, like, this is what I want to do. I think I was probably around 12 years old, 11 or 12. So that was 80, 81. Uh-huh. And we're right in there. And, uh, yeah, we just started really skating more and not riding bikes so much and stuff. And it was just how to blast doing it, you know, just, Kids running around in Hayward, just Hayward. What's it? Yeah, what city were you born? Oakland, Oakland. But you grew up. Did you grow up in San Leandro? No, no, Hayward. In Hayward, okay. Yep. Yeah, I, we lived up where I live now until I think I was about nine years old or something, and then oh. my parents split up, and then we moved down to Hayward. Okay. Yeah. So that was about junior high where you kind of start like, yes, exactly. Putting, yeah. That was the same for us. Like, I think it was between fifth and sixth grade where we were like, the bike was still there, but it wasn't getting used as much. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ended up trading my bike. I had a, like a red line, nice bike. And uh, I traded it for a gym year board and it was broken. The, the guy put a, like a metal strap underneath it, to hold it together. <laughs> Just piece of shit board for, you know, a really nice bike. Yeah. But that's when I knew it was, that was it. What, was there anything in like your neck of the woods? Was there a skate park down there or anything? Mm -mm. There was Joe Lopes's ramp, but you know, we were kids and we just heard about it, you know, didn't know where, where it was or anything. Actually right next to Hayward Bart, there was a, an old building that burned down and they tore it down and there's slabs were still there. And yeah. We ended up building like a roll-in off the, the slab was like, I don't know, three feet high, four feet high. So we built like this roll-in down the slab. And then at the end of the slab, there was uh, an auto auto shop right there. And it was like CMU block wall. And we built a quarter pipe up onto the wall. So we could just push, go down the roll-in, then up the wall and try to do a hairs off it and stuff. And, but that's where it's like really started. Kind right of like there. an abandoned uh, little warehouse. 
Yeah, but uh, the warehouse was burnt down, so the slabs were just left over. Okay. Yeah. We had we had an abandoned warehouse that we built a quarter pipe in and just like ran it until we like for probably a few yeah. months. It was sick. But uh, true or false, I heard this, that you learned inverts before you could do a backside grind. Yep. <laughs> no way. Yeah. How'd that go- how did that happen? You just went straight for inverts? Yeah, it was just something I thought was really cool. And actually, I built a quarter pipe and uh, it was like four foot wide, four foot tall. And we pushed it up against the curb and I just kept trying and finally started doing them like part way up and then got them with hand on coping. Was that, do you think, an influence from Joe Lopes or you hadn't even met him yet? Hadn't met him yet. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Joe Lopes. I, I didn't get to know him too well, but, um, Phil, who was like one of my, the reason I got to even get into skateboarding pretty much, uh, yeah. uh he rode for confusion with right. Joe. So I mm-hmm. met him a little bit, but then he passed like, right. Kind of as, so that sucked, but I, I know he was a huge influence and such a legend with his ramp and the East Bay and stuff like the photos with like Fausto on the deck and shooting cab. Like there was some sessions that went down there. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It was really, really cool to get to grow up and and hang out with him and stuff. You know, he's just such a good guy. How did you end up meeting him? Like where it was like a little less than like a fan out situation and more of like a, Oh, I could come skate your ramp or we could talk or whatever. There was, uh, in Castor Valley, there was this ramp and a lady, a friend of my mom's actually said, Hey, these guys down the street from me have this skateboard ramp in their yard. And so we got there, we woke up on a Saturday morning. It was, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Castor Valley, but it's got the big, big crosses up on the hill. Yep. So the ramp was right below that. Okay. So we just skated up there and started searching. And we found this ramp. It's seven o'clock in the morning, right? And we just, <laughs> we're like 12 years old. And we just start jumping on this ramp and riding it. And the guys that owned it came out and they were pissed. You know, like, what are you doing? But they said, come back later. And uh, we came back about noon. And then Joe Lopes showed up there. We, we got the rumors he was coming, you know, so we're getting all excited and stuff. And then he showed up and it was just unbelievable. Fuck. You know, what, what was like some of his like, what was his patented? Like he had awesome inverts. What what were some of his moves that like his ollies, ollies. Back, frontside ollies? I mean, head high frontside ollies just stick them every time, every time. Yeah. Just barefoot, whatever, you know, head high. And he's so, a big guy, too, right? He, no, he wasn't big. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, he was short. And, no, no. But I mean, he was kind of stocky, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah like low fat lopes. Yeah, he had some <laughs> weight behind him. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing he taught me was how to snack. Oh, really? <laughs> always snacking. Yeah, I've got <laughs> to please and just always eating something funny, just high strung, you know, just just a good guy. Man. Oh, that's but, yeah. Actually, okay, so back to it. We were skating that ramp, and then we found out about this other ramp in San Leandro, a guy named Bob Chavez. 
And we found that ramp and we're skating it. And then that's when Joe told me I could come skate his ramp. He wow. showed up there and was riding and it, it was Owen Nieder was there. It was like this sick session. You know? That's what's crazy as a kid, like, cause you're just seeing the magazines. Like in my mind, I'm like, Joe Lopes has like tons of pros at his ramp every day, but it's probably not like that. Like there's probably some downtime where it's just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but in you, as a kid, you're just like, Oh my God, Monty Nolder was there. And then fucking right. like Christian showed up. And like, it's just like <laughs> the full fantasy. But uh, di did you see some fucking heavy hitters come through there? Oh yeah. A lot of them. Who Chris were so what was some of the sessions that were like the fucking Christian? Christian, he was it was always fun to watch there and stuff. Showtime. Uh, Bod and Steve when they were living there. So that oh. was good. And I was going over there almost every day at that point. I think I was about 15. Right. We're the same age. So he okay. was 16, maybe, but oh wow. So we'd have sessions there all the time. Um Neil Blender. Damn. Good one. Um, <laughs> Eddie Radigi. There's just so many people. Grosso and Mike Crissini. Uh huh. Like so many, so many guys. Yeah. It's hard. And to... then a lot of them I didn't know when I first started going there. I, it was spooky. You know, I had my nerves were going crazy. Right. And I got to go there the first time. That's when, I mean, I saw Jake there, Tommy, Archimedes. What's up? Uh, some other guy that was hanging out with Jake. I don't know remember his name uh-huh you know all those guys were coming bryce and fish uh luis espinosa just all right. these guys remember i'd get there and stand on the roll in and it would take me 20 minutes to roll in oh yeah was, like spooked you know <laughs> finally get the nerve up to do it for it sure was that first kennedy warehouse that's how it was for me i would go there and it'd be like Alan Peterson, like Jason yeah. Jesse, like, whoa. And you're just like, I'm supposed to be with these guys. I'm right. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe is cool. I mean, it was just like, like you're saying, all these guys that you see in the magazines and right. then, then you start meeting them. It's like fucking unbelievable. And then it seems like his parents must have been super hospitable because they're just like exactly. barbecuing and having like little sessions like they had an event there. Like it's yeah. like really, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, they would let people, you know, people would come in and stay for weeks. I, I stayed there for over a year. You know, they just said, here's your room. And, oh, really? Yeah. So I lived there with Joe for about a year and a half. Okay. Wow. But, yeah. Bod and Steve were there for, I think, about a year. When they came out? Yep. Okay. What's some other uh, East Bay shit? Did you go to like Les's? Did you know that dude? Les's yeah. ramp? Was yeah. That Fremont? Yeah. Fremont off Maori. Okay. And then yeah. you, you got the hook and, and all those East Bay yep. uh, pools from the fires and stuff. Yep. Yeah. There was another ramp. It was, uh, uh, it was in an old abandoned sugar mill in Union City or Newark. Right oh, there. yeah, I think it was Union City. I never went to that one. Yeah, I went there. That was pretty cool. And okay. then they built another one right down right down there from there, uh, right next to the railroad tracks, another vert ramp right there. Uh-huh. It, it was around for a while, but that was our thing. You know, we'd get up in the morning, like on a Saturday. Um, my buddy Aaron had a ramp. We'd skate that, and then we'd skate over uh, off Tennyson Road. This other guy, Dennis, had a ramp, and we'd skate that. 
And then we'd skate all the way to Les's <laughs> and ride that ramp. Right. And then see about getting on the BART, you know, try to bum money to get on BART and go back to San Leandro and then go skate Lopes's ramp. It would just be this all day thing, you know. But 15 years old and 14 years old, you're, you know, just wired up to skate. And besides Joe, who are some of your like early influences that you're like, maybe you got a photo of them on your wall or you're just fired up every time you see their video or in the mag or whatever. Uh, Caballero was like that yeah. for me. Yeah. Right. big time. Were you uh, going to San Jose much as a kid or not yet? N- no, a little bit. Um, this guy, Mike Griffin, do you know him? Uh-uh. He, he had a ramp, uh, off Montague on the east side of San Jose. We'd go skate that. Then Ray Harvey was the local there. Ray, oh, shit. But not not Page Mill? No, I'd go there sometimes with okay. Lopes. Yeah. Yeah, but this, this is way before, you know, Page Mill was uh, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Was Montague Banks there? Yes. Yeah, I think I couldn't even drive yet. So I was, you know, 14, 15 years old at that time. Right. And when we were skating, like with Ray, Barbie, Rob Torres, Mike Griffin, uh, Jim Namba used to show up a lot. Uh huh. Just a really cool scene there. It was fun. And at what um, age does Jay uh, West come into your life? Eight years old. Oh, so you guys kind of grew up together. It was right when I moved to Hayward. Yeah, he's one of the first guys I met, and it was in a Little League. <laughs> yeah, so we played not on the same team, but we were there you know, together. In fact, my brother played on the team that Jay's dad was a coach. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, you know, we started, we didn't go to the same school or anything until junior high school. But um, yeah, so eight years old. And then we, you know, did our thing with baseball and shit like that and see each other riding bikes and stuff and local jumps and stuff. But then, uh, yeah, we got into skating all at the same time. Like we were really... That was it, you know. And when do you get your first free uh, wheel or board or like your first kind of like, I don't know if it's flow or it's actually a full uh, sponsor, but like you're getting something for free. About 17 years old. 17? Yeah, it was about 17. Um, was, was it a shop? Or? Yeah, from Ghostgate. Okay. And well, Joe was always hooking me up with stuff, but right. So was yeah. that uh Schmidt six? Yes. Okay. So you probably wrote a lot of Schmidt boards. A few of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did. It was uh, cool because Schmidt would, he would cut a different shape for Joe. So uh, Joe had him like he would get his boards and he'd have the, the nose usually about an inch or an inch and a quarter longer than the production ones. Okay. So it was kind of, I used to having that board with the bigger nose on it already before that started becoming a thing, you know? Right. Okay. So sick. Yeah. I remember like, uh, I think Bryce, his little pointed nose, it was almost like a yeah. notice. I, I had a lot of those. Yeah. The, the wood was always just, it felt like it was smacking. Like you, right. you did all the good. Those in the Alva boards with the weird tails were the oh, ones yeah. that we thought we could all eat three inches higher on those boards than any other board. I know. Like, <laughs> I wrote a Chris Cook a couple of those, you know, when it had that crazy tail. And, yeah. You just, um, ah, yeah. just felt like you were doing it. Um, yeah. Was Sick Boys pretty big for you? Yes. 
Yeah. yeah sure. Like the oh. NorCal influence, seeing Mickey Arco, it's kind of like our dudes. Like this is oh. where we grew up and the mags right here. And these, this is, I mean, that was it, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that that was like so ahead of its time. You know, it seemed like you're you're watching it, just going, "Holy shit!" You know, little handrails and stuff starting, and just all that. Really fun. Yeah, we, I, we got great stuff. You know, it was like because we were skating so far, like to go skate these ramps. You know, not having money or cars or anything at the time. And so for us, it was funny because we we had a street board and we had a vert board. And so you'd carry a vert board because you didn't want to fuck your wheels up mm -hmm. on the street. But, you know, you'd hit a certain curb that you'd pass by every day. And like there was one in Hayward on Jackson Street at a shell station. And it was just a killer, just regular curb, you know, the rail side and stuff. And you yeah. hit it and keep going <laughs> right? to get to the ramp. <laughs> yeah, we had that jack in the box. It was like a little curved and you could just and go to fakie on it, like going as fast yeah. as you could and just keep going. Yeah, it was sick. Like I got to be there when Julian front boarded the rail with those guys like for that video. And we had just met Bryce and Bryce and Tobin was just shooting photos for the first mm -hmm. like Bryce was bringing Tobin around. And yeah, dude, the stars were aligned. We were just like, what the fuck? Where are we? <laughs> so sick. I know, man. And that's I think that's what probably the same thing for anybody like your local dudes are like the ones that you're rooting for always like whether it be sports skateboarding anything you just fucking yeah. your hometown you know for uh, sure was there anything like the east bay did you go did you skate the hook much yeah we used to go a lot yeah actually yeah for a while um like people didn't know about that place for a while right it was kind of oh, yeah. pretty on the low like when sick boys came out it was like don't ever go there don't tell anyone like it right. was pretty, yeah and you can even see in there, there's Mickey Alba stickers way up, even in the Sick Boys thing. If you look, uh -huh. he's another one. Him and Salba and stuff would come and stay at Joe's house. But, uh, yeah, there's the the old Santa Cruz stickers he had with the um, – they were black and yellow, had, like, the circle with the – Oh, yeah. You yep. know what I'm – but those so yeah. up, way up high in the hook, you could see those things slapped up in there. I know. I remember the first time I went to Upland Skate Park and we skated that pipe. And dude, him and Salba's shit was so it was like, that's not real. Like when we were kids, we we're like, nah, that's somebody went with a ladder. Like, no way. I know it's crazy. Insane. How did you get the nickname? What's Throbber? Where does that come from? From Ross Goodman. Is it? Uh, yeah. Like a, <laughs> he just started calling me it because it's like making fun of like a throbbing dick, you know? <laughs> so he called me Throbber and he called uh, Lopes Pulser, like a pulsating cock. And then he called himself Stroker. <laughs> uh, but mine's the only one that stuck. <laughs> dude, how good is Ross Goodman? Oh, God. He's the best. Man. Man. That was one. And I was nervous about meeting. Really? It, yeah. And this was like, we were young, 16, 17 years old or something like that. Or yeah, about 18, actually. It was when the bands built the, the two ramps in orange. They had the mini ramp and then the vert ramp next to it. Uh-huh. And he showed up there. Me and Lopes were down there. And I think he was riding for Circle A or something. But 
yeah, I was like all nervous to meet him and stuff. And then we en- then we were going to Reading all the time after oh. that. And he was up there every weekend. So then we this became real good friends. For to that ramp that was like in a barn. Yeah. Uh huh. We skated yeah. that in the snow one time. It was yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah, we'd go every weekend. There was six sessions going on there because it was only vert ramp up here. Yeah, and didn't they have like a spine or a mini or something yeah. next to it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we skated there with Danny Sargent one time. It was super fun. Yeah, they they used to do the NSA contest there. Yeah. Forty ones, and yeah, they had a little street course out there. Hmm. So after Elopes is flowing you, what's like, what's your first like official sponsor? Uh, I was on vision real quick for like a month. And then um, I got on blockhead. Okay. So I started writing for blockhead. Did that come through like skating a contest or word of mouth it, or a sponsor uh, me tape or no sponsor me tape. It was a contest and word of mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then someone I forget who Did it was. Sam Cunningham call you up or who who was it? No, Dave Ber- Berthall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we went up there. I think it was Bruce Rodella and myself and maybe Jay West. But we went up there to Roseville and went to skate the ramp with oh. them. And they had that first blockhead ramp at the hip. Yeah. The so we went and rode there, and then that's when it it all came together with them. Damn. Okay. Made, made it official at that point. You know, they just flowed me a bunch of shit after that. Was that ramp sick? Yeah, it was super fun. I never scared that one. Yeah, it was good. Hot, but good, you know? Oh, yeah. For <laughs> sure. Oh, but yeah, shit. Fun. Did you go on any trips with Bucket? Um, no. Mm-mm. I went down like to San Diego when they moved down there. I went and hung out for a few weeks there. And then we skated Dave's ramp, the, the other one he built. That's the one where Omar has the cover. Yes. It's the one that has like a hip and like a bowl. Yeah. Like, right? yeah. And then a that, one, that looked like the, like that was heaven. That was <laughs> really fun. Cause we got there and it wasn't even done yet, you know? So we helped work on it and stuff and, and then stayed there for a couple of weeks skating it. But I mean, it, it was awesome. That was a good ramp. Okay. And other than that, I mean, going to contests. Yeah, we did some stuff. We'd go to trade shows, you know, little trips like that and stuff, but never like a tour or anything. Mm-hmm. Went up, uh, what did they sent me up to Seattle for an NSA contest there? Did that. And then, but it just, I love Dave. I just, I couldn't stand their team manager they got uh, okay i just that broke it i couldn't handle them <laughs> so, so then you had to cut out who was that can we say i can't remember his last name his first name was mark yeah i don't i ended up seeing him years later and he was working at uh eastern vert and we were on a dogtown tour and showed up there <laughs> And just, I gave him a bunch of shit then, but he's just, I mean, we're into drinking and shit and we're at this contest in Seattle and he's the new guy that's there. And I ate shit in the street contest and broke my finger. I just didn't even try, you know, and I, he was getting on me that night. Everyone's going out to have fun. And he's like, you got to stay here. You got a vert contest to skate tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. 
So Schroeder bought me a bottle of Jack Daniels and I stayed in the hotel and got fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, man. And after that, you started writing for Dogtown? Yeah. And that was when Dogtown came to SF, right? Yes. Yeah, right when they came here. And uh, yeah, I wasn't writing for anyone. I quit quit Blockhead. I just said, fuck it, I'm done. I was writing for Venture. Actually... Keith Cochran called me and asked me if I wanted to ride for Dogtown. I said, yeah. And then, and then Red Dog called me, confirmed everything. And that's when that started. Did you kind of have some sense of Dogtown's history? Like Dressin, yes. Scott Oster? Oh, yeah. Like if, if you had to pick one of those dudes, who was your dude? Was it Aaron Murray or Dressin or Oster or Red Dog? I would say Dressin. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he he does it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super good. When you went to Dogtown, were you kind of like thinking almost like it's like going to Pal Peralta or something? Like it's a pretty legendary thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, Wade then, was Wade was already on. Yeah, already on Dogtown. And then you meet some kid named John Cardiel. Yes, <laughs> and Karma <laughs> maybe right. Karma, yeah, same time. We and didn't even, I mean, no one knew who Karma was. That's what yeah. I mean. You guys, that was the, I mean, I'm pretty sure John skated this contest as an am that nobody knew who he was. And that was like right around Dogtown. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, he, at, he was uh, trying backflips at the sounds. Yeah, Boreal too with the car. Yeah, exactly. That's when we first saw him. Okay. Right. And, and Red Dog gave him some stuff. And then that next week, I was living in San Leandro at the time. And then uh, he came down and stayed with me for like a week. And just we went out skating. And I remember, you know, Red Dog's like, you know, let me know what you think of him and this and that. I remember I called him that day. It was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking gnarly. But, you know, and it was it was so fun, man. It was so fun because I had just turned pro. And him and Tolan would actually come down every time I get a check and we just buy a bunch of Copenhagen. I right. buy each, each of us a roll of Copenhagen and then we buy all this whiskey. Well, we had the shoulder tap for it because none of us were <laughs> oh. <laughs> And then when the money ran out, then they'd go home. And then I'd call and say, hey, okay. And it wasn't like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So you turned pro on Dogtown? Yes. And what was the first graphic? It was uh, a god of death, like a statue-looking thing. Just trying to remember that one. Uh, you had a few like boards with Peruvian, Dogtown. Though. What's that? You had a few boards with Dogtown, right? Yeah. Okay. Four, four okay. or five. I don't remember. Yeah, I was trying to remember if I remember. Because I remember there was like a car one or something, right? Yeah, that was the second one. Okay. Yeah, the other one like some statue thing on it. Did you guys do some Dogtown trips at all? Yeah, we'd go around the uh, on the summers. We'd go around the states, you know. And who would the crew be? The whole crew? Uh, Wade, yeah, Wade, myself, Karma, uh, John wasn't. He didn't go yet. Uh, Steve Salisian. Ah, was Markovich? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, we we actually uh, on one of them we stopped in 
I think it was Georgia where he lived, Atlanta or something, and hooked up with him. And that was the first time I'd seen him skate. He was fucking nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. That team is so gnarly. Like, it's so... How how soon are you guys, like, getting video cameras and trying to put together that video? Is that pretty uh, quickly as you guys formed, or is that a little bit later? Yeah, it was, no, it was real quick. Okay. Yeah. And that's when Jake Rosenberg comes into the picture? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was... <laughs> He was young, 16 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was before the Think video, wasn't it? Yes. Because he did, uh, I think it's Day on the Range as well. Think was just starting out, actually. Okay, right. So that was maybe his first, maybe that was his first, he might have done skate shops or something, but I think that might have been his first. I think it was. Right. Dude, the footage of... uh, john at that ramp it's probably in auburn or somewhere yeah. by his house and he's just yeah. like <laughs> like screaming i think greg carroll might have filmed it or he's there yeah, he and like, he's just like Wah! like it's like <laughs> that's all you need to know if you never heard of john cardiel just watch that clip and it, get ready <laughs> yeah dude, he's the best and he just ate he ate shit so hard on that ramp Remember oh something he locks up yeah yeah up off the extension Right. And now another first impression with Timothy Donald McKenney. Okay, dude, this is an epic story too because it goes Orb down to JJ, Ronnie, Rafter, Elendu Sacto, the Grind. It's just so awesome. First impression, my first impression. It don't get better than this. Uh, like Orb says, take the girl home. The whole night, I'm going for it all. So, anyways. Contest, Sacto, The Grind, 90 fucking lame, whatever, right? I win the contest. I don't give a flying fuck I'm gonna never have about any contest. So as soon as I win the shit, I don't even care if I won, I don't think. I just go outside, and who's out there but JJ and Ronnie. JJ hands me a beer, a Budweiser. I fucking remember to this day. We're just sitting there. He's chewing with the Budweiser. We're sitting there talking shit. Ronnie's talking shit. So that's my prize is fucking getting to drink a Budweiser with JJ. Fucking classic Sacto shit. The grind circa 90 lame. I always have this memory. This is a little later, but uh, when we would go to the, you know, the final um, San Jose warehouse where mm-hmm. it was the bigger one. Yeah. Um, I always tell this story. We'll park the car and outside you're in the car, but the, the gates are open so you can kind of hear skating. And right. like all of a sudden you'll hear a tail smack on the spine and it's loud as shit. And it was <laughs> either you or Wade. Like every time it was like, you're like, who, who is it? has gotta be Wade or JJ. They're here. Like, and we'd come in and it would be one or both of you. Like, did you guys ever like try to like, who's got the loudest one? I'm not like, yeah, I mean, out of fun. Yeah. I feel like that was like a lot of your sessions was just trying to make it louder. Make each, like yeah. go over bap. Okay. Bap. Like, yeah. bap. Jay West, same thing, man. Slap it hard. Uh, this guy Pee Wee, he was from Hayward. He'd hit him hard. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that was the thing. See how much noise he can make. And uh, the other thing I remember is Andy Roy doing 50-50 grinds and purposely sliding them so they weren't on top, like sketching them. Yeah. Like you'd be like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, dude that the that place was ah uh, the best shit ever. It was so fun. 
Like Phil yeah. is on your radar, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I met him. Uh, and uh, did you meet him through Bruce? He had a vert ramp. Right. In That's, when I, That's when I met him. 91 or 90, 90, I think. And mm-hmm. he had a vert ramp and then later he cut it to a mini ramp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's when I first met him and he was riding a, a soy board oh. and he it just, you know, the Asian thing, the soy board and how smooth that guy was. Yeah. Style. Real stylish. Just oh. such a good all around skateboarder. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was fun. Uh Jason Adams chimed in and he wants you to give your who has the best sweeper. I would say Tristan Simmons. Oh, <laughs> all right. What about Buddy Jar? Uh, Ross. Ross Goodman. Yep. You talk to Ross at all? Is he- I haven't. No, it's been a while. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. Okay. I know. I, I just somehow cross paths texting with reaps and he's mm-hmm. got like a bowl down in uh yeah that's what in, i heard in desert uh what's it called palm springs or something down there yeah something like that yeah, yeah that was sick like i was like damn still do that's i love to see that shit because like so many dudes like probably still skate but like that you like namba I, I haven't seen him but he's probably somewhere doing something right like yeah, you, uh, yeah, haven't seen him in ages either. But. Yeah, exactly. But all those dudes were so important at that that sessions. Uh, oh, yeah. What uh, what could you say about Wade? What, any good Wade stories? He tried to hunt me one night. <laughs> <laughs> A little too much whiskey. Yeah, no, it, we were in uh, Milwaukee. We skated the turf. Uh huh. Went and stayed at this hotel, and uh, we we're getting all fucked up and everything. Well, the bar was closing, and Wade hid in the bar. And the whole thing was it was connected to the hotel. So once they shut it up, he's gonna grab some booze and then come back into the hotel room. Well, he came in and he had like some blackberry liqueur. <laughs> we're giving him shit for it, you know, like what the fuck is this? You know, we need whiskey or something, and. Him and I are sleeping in in the same bed, and Red Dog's in there. It's like our whole team's in this one room. And the next thing I know, he's he like flops a leg over over me and starts spooning me, <laughs> and give me like some little pumps. <laughs> so I just reared back and fucking elbow in the gut. Mom's fucking JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Once I started working for think Wade was uh, an important part of that for sure. He, oh, the yeah. thing about Wade is he won't stop talking. If you ask him, like oh, he's kind of the guy you might not want to sit next to on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially because I don't drink anymore. It's like, if I go over to his house and he's drinking, Oh, <laughs> uh, we just went there with my wife and she met him for the first time. And he was on one. He was like, putting on a demo just full way and he's like smitty you're gonna drive my truck and i was like i'll try and he's like i bet you can't reverse it because it's that double one 
And yeah, it's yeah. so hard to fucking do it. I yeah. I sat there for a while and he's sitting in the passenger seat and he's drinking. And he's just laughing at me. He's like, you can't do it. You want me to do it? You can't do it. His, <laughs> like, big, his big truck. Yeah, the big yeah. fucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so funny, though. We left there. My, my wife was shook. Just like, whoa, <laughs> that guy <laughs> was on fire. Yeah, he's got the sick property, though. Yeah. Yeah, I live about just just a little over an hour from him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you see that, him from but, time to time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's Go talking about building the bull in his backyard. He's like, we'll get, we'll get a cab and Danny way on motorcycles. We'll have fire. <laughs> like there's no neighbors. Why the fuck do you live in San Francisco? Come up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we were there and there was a party going on and uh, I was shooting a pellet gun. And he comes over and gets all pissed at me. There's kids running around. I go, I know, Wade. I'm, I'm not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> not shooting toward any kids. And not yeah. 10 minutes later, here come the big guns out, you know. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there. Me and Doggin are sitting on my tailgate of my truck. And you just hear, boom. I'm like, fuck. Really, Wade? A fucking oh. pellet gun? And now this. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Did, did they surprise you when they turned you pro or was it kind of just like uh, red dog called me and said he wanted to turn me pro. And I told him I'd call him back. Like, because, are you like, are you up for it? Kind of checking in. It, it, yeah. He, well, he told me, yeah, we want to do this. And I, I was so nervous, you know, because it's like, I just didn't feel like I was at that level. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I called Lopes and told him and he goes, you should have done it two years ago. <laughs> I said, okay. So I called red dog back and said, all right, I'll do it. Damn. What I was your scared. first, did you have like a, a contest or a demo or anything that was like one of your first, like I'm, uh, I'm pro now, like kind of that transition. It was a, yeah. At the vert ramp there at the YMCA. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that kind of fucking nerve wracking? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Tony Hawk. Next up, JJ Rogers. <laughs> I had that happen at the at Powell. Oh really? Yeah, at the skate zone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about being nervous, man. Up there, <laughs> up on the perch with Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh my god! I never yeah. felt. You know, I just never felt like that caliber. Right. Just. I think that's the same for a lot of people, though. Like, yeah. it's like you look at things different, but you don't see the qualities you have right. within yourself. What What do you think? Like talking about like the Powell Warehouse, the mm -hmm. Blockhead Ramp, like these are some unique, the San Jose Warehouse. There's some fun ass shit. Did you ever go to Chango World? The mm -hmm. one in Chicago that was indoors yep. and it had all the ramps that you could just keep no. flying. It was like a BMX thing. What was something like that you look back on as like, if I could have one spot to skate again, that was the funnest place or. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, fuck. I, if I could have it, I'd probably go back to the San Jose warehouse. Yeah. I loved it. I did too. It was so fun. That fucking uh, waterfall to wall, uh, bank to wall that you could just go yeah. as high on the walls, come back and then pump back and then shoot into the spine. Yeah. Like they were thinking about like flow. It was in the transfer from uh, vert to spine and then yeah. the whole street area with the quarter pipe with the hip. And like, yeah, it was like really flowed. And yeah, 
Yeah, it was fun. Like that wall you're talking, you know, going up and seeing how high you could go up that. Me and Andy Roy were trying it and yeah, and air off of it into that little tight quarter pipe next to it. Right. <laughs> you yeah. just shit. It was like <laughs> so hard to absorb that because it was so tight, you know. But, what about Studio 43? You skated there, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, that was super good. Uh-huh. That was the first time like riding any spine, you know, when you came off the mini ramp and you could go over the spine into the vert ramp. Right. That was, it was this trippy feeling, you know, I couldn't even imagine like the Powell guys on the animal chin spine, that big vert one. You know? right. it, but, yeah. I loved going to 43. That was fun. Yeah. You guys had a lot of clips in the Dogtown video uh, at yeah. 43. Yeah. Yep. That place fucking bright. And I trip out on its location. Like it was in the pretty close to the heart of Hunter's Point, like right. at a time where like Hunter's Point still gnarly, but it was way gnarlier back then. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember we went and skated the dish one time and got chased out of there. And I mean, just bombing hills all the way down to Third Street. It's like fucking scary. Did you, yeah. did you ever get a cover? No. Nope. Not even uh, what was it called concussion? No, or was that that might have been later, huh? Uh, what about okay? What about first impression of Jeff Toland? Oh man, he was great. First time I met him was at a little like contest in I think Sacramento or Roseville, somewhere right there, and he was probably twelve years old, little dirt bag, screaming, and I remember him slapping him over like a frontside slappy, and then coming off on a parking box, and then rolling off like a backside fifty fifty. Just a big old water chew in his mouth and just <laughs> just wild, like a, an untamed beast, you know, but he was a little kid, you know, like Hellboy or something. But yeah, man, it was fun. Sounds like Andy Roy a little bit. It was you, like description. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like shortly after that, we're hanging out with him and we were over at uh, our buddy's house in Rockland and Tolan shows up, we're in the hot tub together, and he's like, Hey, look at this, poo balls. And he like pulls his pants down. <laughs> and he so he pits his legs over the over the hot tub and puts his butt right to one of the jets. <laughs> and so it fills up his butt with water like an enema. And then he just turns around and he's like, poo balls, and just shoots them out. They're out there with their poo-poos. Yeah, he was great, man. It was fun. How'd you guys all get into chewing tobacco? Did you ever smoke? No. It just went straight to Yeah. Um, like Jay and I started in baseball. Oh. Yeah. Playing baseball. I mean, that was, you know, the pros were chewing. So. Yeah. That's and, how we started. We were young. Okay. Yeah, we really young. I mean, he was like, his parents would always buy him like a log of chew for at Christmas time. It was always, he had like, it came in 10 cans. Uh-huh. And be in his stocking every year. And no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, we just started chewing. I mean, shit, 10 years old, probably. Really? Around. Yeah. Damn. Did you guys ever have the contest? Like, who could put the most in their mouth at this at once? Yeah, like, Tolan was good at that. Um, Doggin. You know Doggin? Yeah, Dog. Yep. He's the guy you, you want to hide your chew from because his chew <laughs> is half a can, you know? Oh. <laughs> but yeah he could put a bunch in i can never do that much what's your worst experience with it did you ever get fucking it go down the wrong pipe or just anything crazy yeah, uh baseball yeah because i played catcher and the first time i ever chewed like a leaf chew 
we were in like some tournament thing or something. And this old man was watching the little league thing. And he's like, yeah, you got to chew this. And it was like Applejack or something real sweet tasting. <laughs> and I got, I turned green. My coach was pissed. I had to come <laughs> in. I got and it's a tournament game, you know, and I got oh, so shit. Sick. Yeah. When did you meet Jake for the first time? Was at that at Joe? Joe Lopes? Yeah. How did you guys, how was your guys' relationship? Was it love, hate? Was it all love? Was it hate? Like, uh, we always had a great relationship. Huh? Yeah. He never gave you too much shit? No. No. Huh. You, yeah, you're he, one of the lucky ones. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was living with Todd Prince, you know, and he would just ream Todd all the time. <laughs> and, and for me, he's always just like, He'd show up, you know, like at the park and just be like, body jar, you know. And <laughs> yeah. It, but yeah, we always got along good. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you ever do a trip with him? No. No. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would you shoot with? Would you shoot with Luke or Bryce or? Me? Yeah. Uh, like- a lot with Tobin. Oh, Tobin. Yeah. Yeah. He, probably the most with Tobin. Okay. And then, yeah, Luke and Bryce, too. Sick. Mm-hmm. Tobin has probably amazing <laughs> photos. That was a great era, like Ferdinand. and it, Yeah. It was all, all time period. No, he's just started really shooting a lot then, you know, and, and we were just basically his experiment. Uh-huh. Over to San Leandro all the time. And uh-huh. John would come down, Tolan would come down, Jay, uh, our buddy Pee Wee, and we'd just go out and he just – miles of tape you know that he's film whatever you call it yeah yeah it was uh we had a lot of fun did you like to skate in the city at all i did but it seemed like every time i went i got hurt okay (laughs) something you know like rolling ankle or something but yeah i i had fun we'd go out to embarcadero and mess around like even you know way before it got big super big yeah yeah like kelch was there all the time but yeah, it was before it, it got blown up. You know, it was like still in the late eighties. Okay. You know, 87 around there, 88. Okay. What year did you move down to San Jose? It was, uh, I think 89, 89. Yeah. It was when the Kennedy park opened or the Kennedy ramps opened. That was so, that the first one. Yeah. Okay. That and was the one so, just with the spine and the and the verse. Yes. With the bar at the top that people could try to hit. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, when that started, started up, Lopes came down and he moved to San Jose for a while. And um for at first we were driving down like every night. And I couldn't even skate there yet because they were only allowed like well, the, the anyone who's affiliated with NHS got to skate there for free, but then they only had so many like 25 people that could skate. You paid a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And finally I got in there. So once I got in there, then um, that's when I met Todd Prince and, and he wanted me to move in with him. So I just made the move. Okay. So who, what was the house? On uh, 11th and Santa Clara. And who's all living in there? Oh, fuck. At that time it was Ross, Grosso, Ben. Fuck um todd myself uh nate carico andy Oliveira. i think 
I think that's it. Did Andy Roy ever live there? No, he'd come and hang out. But come and hang, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy because it was an old Victorian house, and there were six apartments in it. Mm-hmm. Four of them were like our crew, and the other two were <laughs> like the people that lived upstairs. Me and Todd, they were cool. They didn't skate or nothing. But um, then another lady lived next to us. Fuck, we never even seen her. I mean, we'd be up all night, dance parties, just jumping raging you know until the fucking sun was coming up she never complained <laughs> did the bmc or originate at that house or was no it- that was like at 13th street two blocks over i mean just jumped Pre- two blocks straight across. pretty much this a similar crew right yeah because wow. then we each lived there at that 13th street and a whole bunch of heads lived there it was a bigger house but what were some of the hijinks that would go on at these houses? Like, did you guys have the party tricks going and all that stuff? Oh yeah. <laughs> what yeah. were some of the what are some ones that stick out? The, the good ones are uh getting Todd one time with we made this thing called the pass out punisher. And so I took a an extension cord and cut the, the plug off the female end and a wire ran the wires to two nails and then taped it to the end of the stick. <laughs> someone pass out and you plug it in the wall and like a cattle prod zap them <laughs> oh, <laughs> mama. one good one was uh grosso it was his birthday and he had an interview in thrasher and all his emo stuff he was going through <laughs> and someone someone commented on it in thrasher just you know something about grosso and his pity party and blah 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 so his birthday rolls around and we all we said ignore Grosso, oh. like you don't even see him, like he's not <laughs> in the rooms <laughs> for like an hour. We just ignored, like everyone played like he wasn't even in the room. He got so fucking bummed. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that shit would go on, and then you'd get like the, the the second floor had a big porch up on top, like a second level porch, mm-hmm. and. Um, wide like it's just 40 feet wide you know and 10 8 or 10 feet off the building and uh you get 30 40 people up there i remember one night everyone's just jumping trying to break the porch off the house (laughs) (laughs) people jumping off the thing into the bushes yeah oh it was awesome me and todd were sitting there one day and and, uh this kid that lived upstairs he come next thing you know we're sitting on the front steps and Right in between us, this kid lands on his face on the steps and <laughs> he got all fucking drunk and he and he he ran and hit the guardrail on the porch and it just he did like a one and a half and landed on his face right next to him. No way, fuck. People get fucked up there. We had a guy that come by every Sunday night and with glass to replace all the windows in the place. <laughs> he charges, I think, seven bucks a window. They were just breaking every week. Oh yeah, every weekend. Yeah, we just smash everything out of the house. Guy that's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, Toland said to ask you about Steve the cat. <laughs> so we're living in Roseville, and uh, it was actually where Blockhead was. Okay. Their little compound or whatever, and uh, we rented the place out. It was me, Snaggle, his, his brother. And uh, Troy Clower, uh-huh. we're all living there. Jay West was there, and uh, this bum comes in. <laughs> He's like, 
He's all, hey, I'm moving in. We're like, what? Get the fuck out. You know, he's all, <laughs> Steve said I could move in. And we're like, who? He's like, Steve, you said I could move in. We're like, Steve's a fucking cat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just comes crawling in, going to move in with us. And Steve. What, what, who started the BMC? How did that all start? Where did that come from? Something with, with the kid and Salman. I think Tim, something on a trip. They were going to Vegas or something. And I don't remember everything that happened with it. I just know when it started. But it was yeah. like beautiful men's club, right? Yeah. Okay. They said something. I I remember reading it somewhere. Something about um somebody was a beautiful man and blah blah blah. Well, we're all beautiful men, and then they just it just stuck. Ah. And then it got big down there. What's uh? What's some of your tattoos? What's like one of your favorite ones, and what's one of your like oh man ones? <laughs> I have a favorite one. That's an oh man one that says "skate hard, retard" across my gut. Oh, okay. Just I wrote it on with a sharpie, looking in the mirror, and then my buddy tattooed it. Tattooed. Okay. Story. Yeah. Not that um, I just did one on myself. I'll try to show you if I can. Let's see if I can get up here. <laughs> Let's see. Can you see it? Well, you did that? Yeah. It's my the dog in a, in a garbage can. Damn, that came out good. <laughs> what do you do? Do you trace it on there first and then go over it? Like, how the yeah. fuck do you? Damn, yeah. I know. Well, I had some stupid shit tattooed on me. My wife was like, you need to cover that up. Well, it costs more to get it covered up than I could just buy a tattoo machine. So I just did that. Ah, uh, sick. Then I started playing around with it and practicing on oranges and stuff. Ah. So me and my buddies. That's what you do is you get like, I was always wondering that. Like, how do you practice without a person like oh. on skate rock trips? Dude, like they're, they were so funny. Like the dudes would bring uh, the guns. And I think it was Frank Gerwer. He wrote skate and destroy on somebody, but he spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Been there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. I got like those there, steak and eggs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, we were at my buddy's, uh, it was like a co-ed baby shower. And his, his girlfriend worked at a sports bar. So the owner of the sports bar threw the party there. And we're drinking and then my buddy he goes hey you want a shot of whiskey and i said yeah so he comes back and he goes here you go and he handed me a pint glass full of jim beam so i looked at him and i just guzzled the whole thing it's the last thing i remember i woke up in the morning my hands were hurting <laughs> and i had steak and eggs tattooed on my hands i don't remember <laughs> i got a lot of dumb ones like that but i like them yeah <laughs> I mean, I'm friends with a lot of dudes that have the similar stories, like the blackout moment where oh, it's yeah. like, ooh, but you just got to go. You got to roll with the punches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The back of my neck, man. It just says neck in red, you know, huge. Ooh. I woke up going, fuck my head. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Black. But he goes, I never had anyone snore through a tattoo before. <laughs> oh, damn. What have you been doing these days? Are you fishing a lot? Uh, not so much right now. Um, I'm remodeling my house. So for huh. the past year and a half, I've been every weekend working on this thing. 
So I haven't been fishing much. I'm I really into you, fly fishing. You know what you're doing construction wise? Y- yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I do for a job. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. My dad, he got me, I mean, my dad was a carpenter. My mom was a carpenter. And I started framing houses when I was about 13 years old with my dad. Okay. Sick. So, well, so you can get the through, fixer uppers and fucking handle it. it. I bought right. a house that wasn't very big. I lived in it for a while and just kind of felt it out what I wanted to do with it and started building it. Now it's, it's getting nice. It's close. Rad, dude. Yeah, it's just I, I had that when I got hurt in '94, and it took me out of skating. I mean, it. Uh, I just fell back on that. Okay, you know, I've always done carpentry, even when I was skating professionally. I'd still do jobs, carpentry jobs. Well, how did you get hurt? I fell uh, right out right outside of Jackson. There was this little skate park, um, and we were Jay and I were heading up to. Uh, go to Kirkwood, we go snowboarding. So we mm-hmm. stopped at this little park and they had an eight foot wide little mini ramp about four foot high with six foot transitions. And I did a front side grind across one side and I came down and I was like right on the edge of the ramp. And the kids had pushed the quarter pipe up. So it made like a backside hip Okay. up, up to the mini yeah. ramp. So I did a backside ollie off the mini ramp. And when I landed my truck, back truck grinded like on the side of the quarter pipe. And it made me fall forward, but then my back foot came off and I did the splits and all my weight went onto the front of me and it, I broke three ligaments in my left knee. Ooh. It turned my leg like the V shape. My, I could see my bottom of my sole, my shoe right next to my head. Oh, damn. And I just laid there. And um, Was it ACL, MCL? MCL, PCL, LCL. Okay. Fuck. So, it, it fucked me up. I had no insurance or nothing. And, um, you know, I always get up. It didn't matter how hard I fucking slam, I get up. I couldn't get up. And then Jay came over and he thought I hit my head just a popping sound. Uh-huh. That's my knee. And I go, I don't think I'm going to be able to snowboard tomorrow. And I got up. And as soon as I put pressure on it, folded again the same way. And I said, I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So he wanted to go home. I said, no, man, my mom lived right there. We we're going to stay at her house. And, I just, uh, I said, give me a liquor store. Got a half gallon of whiskey and a case of beer and they went snowboarding for the weekend and I couldn't walk for a month and a half. Damn. Yeah. So I got, I went to that Highland hospital in Oakland uh-huh. and uh, they did an MRI and found out, you know, what was wrong, but I didn't qualify to have a surgery. So I waited 16 years and then got surgery. No, oh man. Yeah, and now I need a knee replacement. Really? Because what? Yep. There's like no cartilage or nothing. It's all bone to bone. Um, oh. The MCL is non-existent. I got you... two cadavers put into it in 2010. Wow! Like a seven and a half hour reconstructive surgery, and then I, you know, I was able to skate for a few years after that. I was all fired up. No way. Yeah. So like. 2011, 12, up, up to about 15. And then it just went to shit again. Oh, man. Can you you walk all right? No, I limp real bad. Oh, really? So you need so a fucking... <laughs> oh. It's, yeah, they told me. They don't... Every time I go in to get cleanups on it or anything, 
Um, they don't do MRIs or nothing. There's there's nothing they can do. They just say you need an knee replacement. And you're too young. So it's kind of fucked. Dude, that is three different doctors telling me I'm too young. I'm thinking, why why not fix it now? Yeah. You can have some fun now and then later on, who cares? Right. I don't get how oh, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Fuck, but, dude. I'm sorry. That's insane. Yeah. It, it was fun when it got better. You know, it was like I had brand because I, I was down for two years. I had surgery on both knees and uh, my left ankle also. I had two broken ligaments in there. So they put the dabbers in that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, once I started healing, I took it real serious, did a lot of bike riding and stuff and got, got everything really strong and then just started skating again. And fuck, we and like me and the kid, we'd go slappy curves all the time. And my right. buddy in San Jose, he had a, a mini ramp in his yard that every night we had just six sessions there. I was staying at his house during the week for work. Uh-huh. And after work, we'd get there and just sick ramp. Fuck. But yeah, it was fun, but <laughs> now I'm hurting again. Uh, so is that kind of why you have, you're not fishing as much either? It's just like takes its toll? Yeah, somewhat. Um, yeah, I can't like, like I like fishing rivers and stuff where you're doing a lot of rock hopping and shit like that. And I just, uh, I can't do that anymore. Okay. It sucks. I got to like climb over rocks like like a sloth, you know, <laughs> I just it's it has to be babied so much. So you're really into, but you're into fly fishing. Yeah. What What do you catch? Uh, a lot of trout, bass, bluegill, crappie, whatever I can. Um, I went Labor Day weekend. I went out to New York for for a week to fish on uh, Fire Island. Yep. My wife worked out there in, you know, at a resort, and so I went and met her there and uh, went, tried to fish for stripers. They got really, really good striper fishing there, but the there had storm storm had come through and the water was all jacked up and stuff. So you know, I tied all these flies up and stuff for this trip, but we ended up just fishing for sharks, which was really fun, like big ones. Like I got one almost eight foot long, two hundred something pounds. Like a tiger? What kind of shark? It was a. Um, uh, what was that one? Spinner. It's called huh. a spinner. Damn. We used to catch the tiger ones in the bay mm-hmm. or leopard or whatever, the brown leopard. ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we would, McKenny still fishes a bunch. I caught a sturgeon one time with him. Yeah. And that's, that's my claim to fame. I was like five feet and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Like prehistoric shit. They're awesome. Yeah. I used yeah. to go up to uh, the Columbia River and fish for them for oversized uh-huh. ones. Uh huh. Just to catch and release, but right. you know, this one we so got we, 600 pounds. Yeah, 12 and a half feet long. <laughs> wow. Is that like one of your fucking trophies? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. We caught a, a ton of them. Me and my buddies would go every year, and then I started taking my dad and my uncles and stuff, and we just get get with this one guide. It was really fun to, to go with, and it's you, you, we had a day where we got almost 13 fish and nothing under 200 pounds. Wow. You get done at night and go to the hotel and you're fucking beat. You're hurting. <laughs> How and long you, did it take to bring in the 600 pound one? 
Uh, about an hour and a half. Yeah, because those things will fucking they're smart. They they'll try to like break your line on rocks and like yeah. yeah. These ones here, um, you can't last more than six, seven minutes on the rod and then you hand it over to someone else oh. because physically can't hang on anymore. No way. Yeah, you wear a gimbal belt, so you put the butt of the rod in the in the gimbal belt, like right above your crotch, and you uh-huh. can hold but you're holding the rod physically with your hands. It's not like latched onto you at all. Right. So when those things go, I mean, it's just, it, it's so strenuous on your muscles. It's unbelievable how bad they start hurting. And then, then, you, you know, you got a guy ready and you switch rods real quick. They take it and then they fight it. And you kind of just go around in a circle, like musical chairs, you know, and fight it till it comes in. But one time we hooked up, uh, I hooked one up and it was about 400 pounds and I'm fighting it. And my buddy's reeling in the second rod to get it out of the way. And this thing's running. So we got to throw the anchor and chase it. Well, he it snagged up on something. So he hands it off to my other the guy and hands it to the guy. He gets it loose, hands it to my other buddy. He starts reeling. He goes, I think there's a fish on this. And it come out of the water and it was like 500 pounds. <laughs> so I had two fish on and there was only three of us. Oh, man. We tried to get other boats to take my rod because we wanted to catch the bigger one. Yeah. No one would take the rod. So it took us almost two hours and we got both of them in. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. That's gnarly. I mean, we didn't weigh mine, but I know it was definitely way less than that. Like, that was like, I think it was feel like it was 58 inches or something i think yeah so they're, they're usually around 70 pounds at that yeah so that's probably about right yeah yeah holy shit 600 i won a sturgeon tournament out in the bay one year really yeah we were right um south of the san mateo bridge anchored up right there yeah that's and where we would hit it it was like a shitty day not getting much happening and uh my uncle and my buddy, we'd always go, three of us as a team. They were sleeping, and I'm staring at my rod tip, and it was the littlest tiny tick. It just barely moved, and I grabbed the rod and held it, and I could feel the pressure coming. And I got it. It was uh, 71 and a quarter inches. And, the, and at that time, 72 was the cutoff. You couldn't keep anything bigger than 72. So we're measuring and measuring to make sure – we don't uh-huh. take this fish, you know, and trimming <laughs> hairs. And <laughs> yeah. And then we get back to San Leandro Marina where they're doing all the measuring and stuff. And there's a guy there and everyone's looking at his fish. He had a nice sturgeon. I knew mine was bigger though. And I waited. They said one more minute till the measuring's done. And I came and flopped it down next to his. He was pissed. <laughs> but the cool thing was how they do it. They do biggest fish. So you can get a prize for that. And then they do first, second, and third, and they draw numbers out of a hat. And I got first place and biggest fish. And I won uh, 1600 Damn, sick. Yeah, and the sturgeon had a tag on its fin from Fish and Game, and that was a $100 tag. So I mailed it in, and then they mailed me back a check and a little like business card that they had tagged it up in uh, San Pablo Bay like a year prior and uh-huh. I, in Redwood city. Damn. Was yeah. it like a frozen anchovy? What were you using? Uh, mud shrimp. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, a skinky, rotten one. It, I can't believe it ate it. It was, <laughs> yeah, real bad. Damn. Uh, do you see any of the old heads any from time to time, like besides Wade? Yeah, Doggin. I see him. Um, the kid once in a while. Yeah, not not a whole lot. Just, I'm so busy working right now. Yeah. Just, what, when did you stop drinking? Almost nine years ago. Was it like a rock bottom situation or just like a, it's about health. time? Health. health. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get a, a knee surgery. I got that. And then um, <clears throat> I had something wrong with my finger and it was starting to turn black. And I showed when I was coming out of the anesthesia, I remember showing the nurse my finger and she said to call in. So two days later, I had another surgery for this finger that the bone was infected and um they did all these tests on my blood for uh anemia because of the loss of blood from the surgeries so close uh -huh. together and the doctor called me on a sunday it was father's day and he just said hey you know uh i need to talk to you it's serious how much are you drinking and i said just enough and he goes i'm, I'm being serious and i go me too and he goes well how much and i said I drink a case of beer, two gallons of vodka, and a gallon of wine every week. And he said, well, here's your deal. <laughs> In your test, your liver count is so high that it could fail. You're pre-diabetic from alcohol, and uh, you have a chance right now. Do what you want to do. And I had a beer in my hand. I flipped it upside down, and I said, that's it. I'm done. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. 34 years of drinking. Cold turkey. So I got a gold medal in drinking and air guitar. Did you get sick at all? Nope. No way. Uh-uh. Nice. I know. <laughs> I drank a lot, you know, and it was just... Uh... Were you married already or not? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no, I wasn't married yet. We were dating, though. Okay. Yeah. I, I quit um, about two years before we got married. And probably she was a big help, right? Oh, yeah. She Because yeah. I didn't think you'd be able to do it. <laughs> I said, I told you I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just a drunk. <laughs> I just like to drink. That's, That's what it. I always said. Like, I, I, I haven't drank for about six years. And I was always <laughs> like, I don't have a problem. My problem is I'm bored and I like drinking with my friends. <laughs> you can watch the stupidest movie on TV yeah. and sober and it just suck. Yeah. Throw a all pack in. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you come out with some good tattoos the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Graphic Neil Blender drew. Neil did that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen his new company? He's got a new yeah. thing. He's doing heated wheel. Yeah. Looks Stoked cool. For that. Yeah. Anything Neil does is going to be cool. We all know that. Yeah. I got to skate his place. Joe took me over there, and that was like gnarly went to sadlands with him Ooh. ate it at his house watched him ride it he was doing the trials motorcycles the trials bike stuff uh-huh he was doing all these wheelies and climbing upstairs and stuff it was sick he's a kick-ass skimboarder too yeah like he can take him into the wave and like fucking shred on like like he's surfing but on the skimboard it's like yeah. yeah i was i had the pleasure of getting to do a day with him once and it was so fun I love Mr. Neil Blender, man. Uh, Jason, like he just getting sober too, is pretty cool. Like yeah. watching that whole thing. I, I reached out to him a couple of times and 
I mean, it's it's the same thing. Like you just got to tell your friends like you're there for them and, and you know that they yeah. can do it. You know, that's what I did. I got a hold of them and said the same thing. You know, I'm always I'm working down here right now. You know, I'm staying in Santa Clara. Oh, so I'm not far from his house. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, if you ever need someone. I'm here. I mean, yep. it, it never bothered me to be around people after I stopped. Because I, it was just different. I, I think it was a combination of well, one thing for sure. I was probably going to die from it. But yeah, the other thing was um, I was also just feeling like it's getting old. Yep. It's not really a party anymore when you're just doing it all the time. Right. So I, I just, you know, I, I let him know. I'm there for him. I and get since, it. since you were doing it all the time, did you not really have hangovers or would you have hangovers? Ah, sometimes not yeah. much. See, when I hit 40, the hangovers just turned into anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. But uh, I mean, dude, Andy Roy, yourself, there's a, like some dudes that like Fred Gall, there's yeah. some dudes that like I was, I, and no disrespect, I love all those names, all those people. But my point just being is like, they're a billboard for like, it, I think people can do it. Like you can yeah. overcome these things. Like wherever you think you are, check the history books because people have been in dark places and overcome really? it. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. and not to be a hypocrite. Like I fucking loved having parties and and mm-hmm. have and having a blast. But just I always <laughs> say, skateboarding taught us a balance. You know, you got to like yeah. do things in moderation and just like you said, make sure you're not an alcoholic because you don't want to become an alcoholic. It's fucked up. It's that's when it gets a lot harder. You know, yeah. it's like so not to yeah. preach too much or anything, but I just I I I I really get hyped on seeing people like dig themselves out of an area and like I mean Andy's been killing it and I just I I'm so stoked for that. Like it's like he was in San Francisco and it was just like not looking good. And like right. you know, like he was blowing it and then now he's like kind of like doing his amends and like helping people out and keeping right. it and it's just sick like it you is. can see it he's all happy and he's his andy again skating exactly. and like, ah, yeah. like <laughs> i fucking love it man oh, like man. that's the shit you can fire up the session so good you know easy it, yep. it was sad seeing him you know going down because i hadn't seen him in a long time he got out of prison and then I went down. He was living uh, in Modesto or whatever. You right. know, I was in Sacramento. So I drove down there and would hang out. I wasn't working at the time and uh, still recovering from these surgeries. And it seemed like he was doing pretty good. And then I started hearing rumors. And like, oh, yeah. uh, he moved to the city. And then I was doing a job right there in Hunter's Point. And uh, oh. so I'd stay with him and Rainey a couple nights a week. We'd go and, and skate in Petrero and... Oh, rad. Yeah, but it looked, you know, he was never doing anything around me, but it just, I could see it. That something was going on, yeah. Shit! Have you been paying attention at all to, like, modern, what's going on in skateboarding now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Do you see, yep. it? like, who who's doing it? Like, who's doing it right in the new era? Chris Russell. Chris Russell. Fuck, man. I could watch that guy skate all day. Yeah. It, I'm just amazed at the level that it's at it, it's really neat being you know from starting skateboarding so long ago and watching the progression 
And I remember, you know, in 19, like 91, me and Todd Prince is sitting there going, what's next? I mean, what more can you do on a skateboard? Right. I remember we're going, what, what are you going to do? He's all, what's next? Evil can evil jumps. <laughs> sure. Shit. Here we like, go. Yeah. You know, but just n- the way that people ride these concrete parks and stuff is just fucking amazing. It's insane. The board control. Just, I mean, fuck. have you, have you seen this guy, uh, Clay Kreiner? Yes. Ooh. He does like five forties padless, like higher than most people can do five forties. Like yeah, the stuff he put on that mega ramp, like yeah, the big quarter pipe. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and Jimmy Wilkins is like my favorite. Yeah. He's got the style, fucking so smooth, so good. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, same same thing as you. We always have that discussion. It's happened like probably every ten years or whatever it is. You're like, is skateboarding gonna? Fl-? Nope just got better again well yep. this guy's doing this now there's switch like blah 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 and you're just like yeah Whoa. It's, yeah, yeah. It, i love it it's so and neat the mag just did uh issue 500 they're yeah. on their 40th year it's like thicker that was the thickest mag they've ever put out in in a year where there's not even any magazines and there's a pandemic i was like i know huh? who, who's, I, who won we won yeah i want i need to see that one I saw Todd Prince at South by Southwest one time and he the guy's like he's into like you talk about he intimidates me and I'll admit it. And Todd, I've told you this to your face, but sometimes he's like, what's up, Schmitty? And other times he just gives me a mean mug like he's going to kill me. (laughs) So I've I've done the whole like, what's up? And then he kind of vibes. And and so I'm like, okay. then next time I'm just not even going to say what's up next time. I don't say what's up. And he comes up to me like, how long have I fucking known you? And you're not going to say what's up to me. You're going to cool guy me. And you just call me. I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? But we're down in Texas in his backyard. And oh man, everyone's turning it up at those things. So we had like Thrasher had an annual party down there. Right. Yeah. And they have bands and a mini ramp. That's where we met rainy actually was at yeah. that thing. And, uh, fuck, they were so fun, but like, Man, between him and Crumb and a couple of Crumb's yeah. buddies, man, it was just like <laughs> anything could happen. <laughs> I know. Todd's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it was funny at a contest in Walnut Creek at the skate park there. Yeah. And uh, he won, I think, the best trick contest or something. But he was just coming into the, to the Bay Area at that point and stopped in there, won this contest. And then it was like, a year later or something. And he was living with Andy, you know, and I'm over there and he's like, Hey, remember that contest? <laughs> I was like, fuck, that was you. <laughs> I had no clue. No way. Yeah, funny. But yeah, that kid rips. Yeah. I love that shit because that happens all the time where you're like, you meet somebody and you become friends with them, but you both didn't know each other well, but you did cross paths before. Right. And one of you has that path cross and you're like, no way. Yeah. We're out fishing in this river. Uh-huh. And, uh, my buddies, I went up river and my buddies were down this lower part and, you know, they're wearing like thrasher shirts and stuff. And this guy comes up and he's like, Hey, starts saying something. And uh, he mentions my name 
And they're like, yeah, he's right up the river right there. And I come down, it was some guy that used to hang out with Reese Simpson all the time. This guy, oh, was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And he moved up there and he had heard that, you know, that's where I was living. You know, it was a trip. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Small, small world. It turned yeah. out crazy. Did you ever skate the full pipe uh, Borealis? What's it called? Uh, down by San Jose, kind of? No, uh, I think it's Bora Bora. No, I never skated it. Okay, that was an early. I never did either, but like Blackheart and them would skate mm-hmm. it like in the early days. Yeah, there's some shit we gotta like figure out a way to get permits and dig them out and like oh, just I have, know, right? have one more hurrah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I like to. I just love skating full pipes. It's fun. Which have you gone to Glory Hole? Yeah, yeah. Used to go there all the time. That one's a fucking workout. Yes. <laughs> oh, remember we t- went up there one time. We aired the rafts up, and then we hiked up the trail. Uh-huh. And they have that like uh, milkweed or whatever it is. Got the those sharp spines on it. Oh uh, like yeah. A flower. Yeah. But poked a whole bunch of holes in our raft, but real slow leak. <laughs> we get into the hole, you know. We skate all day, and the rafts are fucking flat. Yeah. And then the, that cliff on the side of it, you know, we're trying to scale that cliff to get over there. Uh, there was enough air in the raft where one guy jumped in it with the boards. It filled up with water, but he got all our skateboards out. And then we tried to r- scale that cliff and fall in that water. It was so fucking cold. That water's freezing because it's the bottom Freeze. of the lake. So it comes out. At the, fuck, it's so cold. Yeah, that, that's a fun place. I like that. Super. We, we got some gems. We got some gems. There was one in Castro Valley that went underneath the 580 freeway. But yeah, they were like, they're smaller, right? Yeah, yeah, like eight feet tall or something. Yeah. Yeah, we call them the penis pipes, and there's two of them ah. right next to each other. But there's yeah, one that's that size. It's like uh, on Highway 5, right when you get on the Highway 5. I forget the city. I think Louis Barletta's from there. Mm-hmm. But it, it's right there and you can see it and it's about the same size and it's skatable. Like yeah. it's, it's empty, but it. yeah, it's like eight or nine feet, probably. Super fun though. <laughs> yeah. It's dangerous. So I've had it the is. fucking zoomer and then you're like, yeah. yeah, the ones under the freeway were long. So at least, you know, you could snake down it. So if you did fall, it's not coming back at you. Right. You know, and it spirals away from you, but yeah, that's, they're, they're fucking fun. Mm. Yeah, you, you got a jam to take us out of here? A little song? Yeah, I would like to hear uh, Ted Nugent, Great White Buffalo. Dude, thank you so much, man. Thank this you. Is, I'm hyped. Like, I don't know. You know who Tim McKinney is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the homie and he helps me a lot and he's supportive and all that. And He's like always like, you gotta get JJ, you gotta get JJ. I was like, I think we're getting JJ. <laughs> right. Yeah, Tim's super rad. So yeah. fun to stay with. Dude, McKinney is fucking so rad. Yeah, he's amazing. He yeah. loves he's a huge fisherman too. He's like, he's got all the spot style, like, oh, I know this what you know, he's he definitely yeah. has the art form figured out. Yeah, no, it's a blast. I know I like to meet Dave Gravette just some seeing him with all his fly fishing and stuff he's gotten into. Oh yeah. Fly fishing's not easy. No, that's yeah. why it's so fun to me because it's challenging. 
Okay. I shoot archery. You know, I love that. And it's, it's hard, you know, it's almost like golf, but cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, fuck man. Reach out anytime. If I can. Right on. Yeah. If anything's gone, you're in Santa Clara right now. Yeah. I stay down here uh, Monday through Thursday and then I go home on weekends. Okay. I only got three more years and I can retire. <laughs> Dude. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I got about 30 more years and I can retire. <laughs> well, hell yeah, man. Good to fucking touch base with you. It's been, you what, did you say 2008? I think so. Holy shit. It's okay. Time, Schmitty. I always see you on the gram though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Take care of yourself. And uh, right. thanks again for doing this. It means yeah, a lot. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm stoked. Thanks, man. Hell yeah. Cheers. You too. Later. How do you stop this?
Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at TalkingSchmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.